This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome back to No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. And today, hello. yes, hello. hello. Today, we thought we would do a um, interview series. And so today, Jane will be interviewing me. And on the next episode, I'll be interviewing Jane. So without further ado, we're just going to hop into some of these questions that we came up with. And this is just a chance for you to get to know us a little better and for us to dive into some of these reasons about why we started this podcast and how we came to be where we are today. So mm -hmm. over to you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. It's going to be fun. Okay, so jumping right in, let's start with kind of a general question. Can you tell us about your journey? How did you get to where you are today? Very big questions. So take it whichever direction you like. Very big. Okay. So sitting here in my home in Victoria, BC. Yes. How did I get here? It's uh, It's been quite a journey. And I think I'll just, I'll sort of gloss over some of the go into the, some of the major points, but otherwise mm -hmm. that's it. So basically I grew up in um, Delta, BC. I went to university in Victoria. I finished a degree in art history and medieval studies. And then I was like, oh, I'll just see where the world takes me. So I applied for a couple of admin jobs and I sort of floated around in admin work. And then one day I was out for a walk and I rolled my ankle and broke a bone in my foot. Mm. And I couldn't do karate for six months, and that's how I found singing lessons. Oh. And yeah. So okay. I've always been a musician. I grew up playing piano, organ, sang in choirs, tried French horn for a while, played flute. And then, yeah, I just started singing. And so that really took me on my path of voice development, along with personal development. And then I went off to McGill University. I did a diploma and a master's in music and voice performance. Came back, taught singing, um, actually worked in an admin job at the university again in communications and marketing. And that was sort of a really great blending of worlds because it was both the physical aspects of singing, listening to other people's voices. Um, then I really started to see into the personal development world of singing and how voice could be a medium for healing and personal development beyond yeah. the wanting to sing peace right then in my communications work at the university it was sort of the more academic end of communications and marketing well what does a website say and how does technology get involved and you know what is academic writing versus accessible informative um everyday layperson's writing yeah and, yeah having know, a back I have a background in marketing communications as well right so i yeah it's a, that's a very interesting take. I don't have the musical background. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Flash forward to 2015 when I moved to, with my husband to Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, and 
my skill set did not fit into any job box that was available there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very challenging the first couple of months. I just basically, I was like, I'm kind of like floundering and I just have to start my own business. So my first business name was called Your Integral Voice. And it's sort of down that road. And now here I am six years later, co-hosting a podcast, running a business as a voice development coach and spiritual mentor. And yeah, can I ask you yeah. a question on that? I would love yeah. to hear how the spiritual piece came in there in your journey. And, you know, now you you definitely have that healer gift and yeah. spiritual mentor. So where did that, where did that come in, in that timeline? Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. And it's something I sort of glossed over because it wasn't a primary thing, but I used to, um, I've always had the side interest in healing. I studied with a herbalist one summer. I've, I've, I've been interested in essential oils for years, way, way before any of these MLM companies really came to the forefront. And uh, then I, I think just before I moved overseas, I trained as a Reiki master. And mm. that sort of, that was, I did my Reiki level one and two, I think, just, just before I moved. And sort of that sort of introduced me to energy work, but it wasn't, again, my primary focus. But it helped me develop another angle of listening to my singing students and listening to people's voices and hearing on a different level the stories, experiences, and often traumas that people carry in their voices mm -hmm. and how they communicate. Yeah. I love that about the work you do. Thanks. That, that connection. It's so It's so fascinating. And it's... I obviously I came through it my through my own journey. You know, when I trained as a singer, I had none of this background in the healing piece and the mm -hmm. personal development piece. And all I knew was that, you know, I would self sabotage and get sick before I went on stage um, before a diploma, because I kept thinking about not getting a cold. And of course, what would happen is I would get a cold. <laughs> I could go figure. <laughs> So then the spiritual piece really took off. Um, again, I somebody had given me like a little deck of angel cards to like 20 years ago. And so I started to play with that a little bit. And then in, I think it was really two and a half, three years ago, I went through this very challenging period in my business um, when all the stuff I was doing wasn't working and it was just this big personal crisis and I went to Alpha Moon meditation hosted by some friends in Dubai and it was beautiful and so supportive and transformative and that really that really heart pulled me into this field even more deeply and then that really just started accelerating my spiritual journey I trained in sound bowls sound bowl healing sound sound therapy and just added that as another facet of the work I do with voices and healing Amazing. And well, that, that kind of led into the second question that I had, which was, tell us about some of your biggest struggles or challenges you've had to overcome. So you kind of touched on that there mm -hmm. with that time in your business. Is there anything else? Um, oh, yeah. On that that you think would be <laughs> valuable to share? So there's a couple of, I guess, I have three separate, three separate sort of life events as an adult. Uh, one was my husband and I building our house or doing restoration rebuild of the house I'm currently living in in Victoria, which was a, a growth process on so many levels. And it, it taught my husband and I how to communicate on a more um, gentle and effective level. It was um, 
you know, extremely stressful in terms of organizing resources and lining up contractors and managing money and all those, all the stuff that goes with a restoration and rebuild. And then mm-hmm. one of my parents was also involved. And so it was also, um, there was a level of familial <laughs> healing slash right. relationship management. Navigating family. Navigating family, 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 stuff, di- right? family dynamics. Yeah. So it was that was one I would say a struggle or a challenge and now like, mm-hmm. things are smoothed over I was joked that it took us 18 months to build the house and it took me another 12 months to get over the emotional trauma <laughs> <laughs> you know so <laughs> something always something always something uh then the I would say the second sort of major life event was that move overseas to Abu Dhabi and Dubai yeah. and that was it's it like it changed our lives on so many levels and it, you know, it changed our marriage on so many levels and it challenges you on so many levels. And you, you're very much put face to face with the assumptions that you live with every day in your home country. And they're very sneaky and insidious. And so assumptions that I made about what it would be like living there and then getting there and realizing it was like, Oh no, it's very different. Like I can't say X, Y, and Z, you know, I've, thinking three times, rereading a post before I put it on social media, mm-hmm. because, oh my goodness, what if the person, what if it's reported to a government institution and I'm accused of something? Wow. It's very, yeah, such a different, very diplomatic about how you word things, um, mm-hmm. especially living in the country. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah, there's stories, podcasts galore in some of these stories. But that was, I think, a life. We will get into those. We will get into those. And especially when it comes to assumptions around um, gender roles and household management, there's just so much rich material there. And because I lived there for four and a half to five years, you know, I was able to have access to places that one here wouldn't normally assume that I could have access right. to. So it was, that part was really fulfilling. And then, yeah, okay. the third one is the starting this business. And at one point I was organizing a retreat and three people had said yes. And then they all pulled out and I was on the hook for $10,000. And I love this story. Not <gasps> obviously. Yeah. Not, no, no, you know, no. It doesn't feel good in the time, but you yeah. have shared this story before. I've, and it's, it's, it's such so a good. great demonstration of vulnerability. It was, uh, it was really difficult at the time. And I was able to ask a parent to help me out, which again, I'm like supremely grateful for. But what I did was I ended up going on the retreat anyway. Um, the retreat or the location owners, I would now I now consider friends because I st- st- stuck to my word. I showed up and they um, filled whatever rooms they could with whatever guests and bookings they could while I was there. They gave me back. They credited that money towards my final bill. And while I was there, I started writing my book. So I wrote 20,000 words in five days. And I just, yeah, I sat up there and I was super disciplined and I used the time to really go into what's this work and I, what's this, what do I need to get out? What's this opportunity afforded me? Mm -hmm. And that was, again, one of those watershed moments in one's life where I was presented with an opportunity to shift and change something deep within myself. And yeah, stay tuned. My plan is to actually finish and publish the book this year. So there you go. She said it out loud. I did said it right here. You heard it here first. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, that leads us 
nicely into the next question. Um, speaking about where you've come to now, you're writing this book, mm -hmm. the work you're doing as a, a coach, a spiritual mentor, a, um, a healer. What fires you up the most about the work you do now? Oh, it's like, there's something really indescribably satisfying about witnessing a client have an aha moment that mm -hmm. is life-changing for them whether it's in that moment or three months down the road and it's not it's not a bragging point per se i don't say that from a bragging energy as in like oh, i helped this client see this it's not that at all it's mm -hmm. more about the client guiding that client to see the gifts and to value the gifts they have and then they finally see and value the gifts they have <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. It's that, that moment of just seeing somebody yeah. step into their power and just being able to witness that even. Right? Completely. Like, I'm yes. so honored by the work. And then the other piece that fires me up is the, through the healing channels that are now open in me, mm -hmm. I can, I'm just so freaking grateful for the, the vulnerability that my clients show me and the trust that they put in me to help mm. them move through this. That's yeah, beautiful. Like it's so, it's so deep in my heart, this gratitude and, and that's what fires me up. Oh, okay. we're so fortunate to have found this, these yeah. callings for each of us. Hey, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Okay. Shifting gears a little bit here. One of the things that we talked about when we were, um, brainstorming this podcast and deciding what we kind of what the framework was for it and what we wanted to talk about mm -hmm. was cultivating our inner rebels and I would love right. to hear from you what you feel that means what is cultivating your inner rebel to you cultivating my inner rebel it's like letting the you know there's the whole good girl bad girl um dichotomy that mm -hmm. so often women are raised with <laughs> and 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 men to that point good you know the yeah. the the guy the rebel guy versus the uh the stable secure person you know those yeah. those the kinds bad of boys the yeah. bad boy yeah exactly and so for me it's always been allowing i grew up you know with a lot of love in my family a lot of you know it's i'm very grateful for that but it was the good girl was rewarded and the mm -hmm. bad girl was not the quote unquote bad girl. And that allowing that inner rebel to play, to color outside the lines and to play, um, I don't want to say like dangerous games because that's not quite right, but explore the edges of what it means to be a woman. Like pushing the boundaries a little pushing bit. Pushing the boundaries, you know? So that's why like when I was 18, I wanted my motorcycle license. Yeah, I wanted it and I got but, it. I was like, it. no, 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 I want to ride a motorbike. That looks fun. And I found a boyfriend who had a motorbike who taught me how to ride and I got my license six months later. You know, it was just, yeah, that's always I think about that with you when I found out that you rode a bike. It's like, oh, she's badass. It's not what I would have expected. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm sitting here in my pretty like white shirt and my like Easter egg blue sweater. But at the same time, I'm just like, I go out and put on my jeans and my steel toe boots and get up a motorbike and ride away, right? There's room for all of that self-expression. 
And that's what cultivating that inner rebel is that that part of you or that aspect or that facet of you that is that you haven't allowed out to play very often, or that isn't socially allowed out to play very often. Yeah, yes. So good. So good. I like that part of it. I love it that challenging the status quo. Totally. Okay, so the other piece we talk about um, with this podcast, and again, I think even prior to coming up with No Halos here, we talked a lot about the idea of conscious conversations. And we've shared a little bit here in our intro episode about how this podcast came to be and that Jen and I meditated in the morning for the last year together. And those meditations often turned into big deep conversations and what we started to label as conscious conversations. Uh, I'd love to hear from you what, again, what that concept means to you or how you interpret that concept. Yeah, thanks. It's, I have so valued our conversations over the past year because that is what conscious conversations are when you can have a conversation, maybe about something you don't necessarily even agree on. Mm-hmm. And then you can explore aspects of that conversation without judgment or without imposing a lens of your own experience on it. And and at the same time, ask to dive deeper. Yeah. So it's past the fluff. It's past the surface stuff of like, oh, what's your favorite color? You know, that's not a conscious conversation. <laughs> it's like certainly not what we're about deeper than that right yeah much deeper than that and when it's funny when we were coming up with some of these questions too and and fine-tuning these questions it's like we had a question around like what are your favorite books and we're like well this isn't really a book podcast in the sense so it's like yeah i love books you can ask about genres but it's that's not necessarily a conscious conversation type of question it's interesting can i jump in here for a sec yeah that's a great one it makes me think about where we where I'd want to go with that idea is we may talk, we may share some of our favorite books, but the conscious conversation part of it for me, I think for both of us, is yeah. let's dive into why are we yes. choosing those books? What is it about those books? What is, you know, so that's it's that depth. And so it, it felt like too surface level of a question for this interview series because we're not gonna totally. go that deep in it. But so yeah. I love yeah. Yeah, that's that's that aspect of conscious conversation that is, you know, questioning, asking. It's a conscious conversation that asks you to look at your own values and why they're formed the way they are. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. might be mm-hmm. another another facet. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to frame it. Cool. Okay, so we're in the health and well being space. Yeah, I'd love to know what do you consider essential for your health and well being. <laughs> Yes. Great question. Um, All right. So I'll answer this with four sort of main areas. The main areas that we all work in physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. There's an element of health and well-being to all of those that it's essential. Um, The physical part, move my body every day. So yeah, I walk my dogs every day. And I either try and practice yoga and or karate every day, or some form of stretching. If I haven't done it, my body is not in alignment. And I need both. You know, I did a 30 minute yoga practice yesterday that completely opened up my hips that were stiff from karate the day before. So the yin and the yang, exactly. Uh, The mental mental health and well being. I would say that's journaling, it's taking breaks. So 
that mental health and well-being piece is essential. Having the space to give your brain a break. Um, I would say a crossover practice that I've been sort of been working up to be daily is sitting in silence every day for seven minutes. Mm. And it's both a mental break and it's a spiritual break. I would consider that it's both because you're in that, you're not doing anything. It's not meditation. It's sitting in silence and allowing the flow of thoughts or whatever needs to come through you to come through you. Love it. So that's then the emotional well-being, I would say, is journaling, um, you know, observing when I'm observing what might trigger me, um, observing, you know, maybe it's a turn of phrase or an action or a news headline and go, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm having an emotional response to that. Why is that? And diving in. So and then the spiritual piece is a daily spiritual practice, which you will hear more about later. Which yes, we, both do. we have a full episode on that. Yes, we do. Beautiful. All right. One more question to kind of wrap things up here. We'd love to hear something that people might not know about you that you want to share. So obviously this is an intro. We're all just getting to know each other here. Well, Jen and mm-hmm. I, not so much, but you guys are getting to know us. But what's something that kind of, you, you dropped one that you ride a bike. Oh yeah. Uh, is, there another, is there another little tidbit or fun piece of fun fact that you would want to share that people may not be, may be surprised to, to learn about you. Surprised to learn about me. Well, here's one that's kind of, yes. Okay. So (laughs) I, and you'll hear more about this, but this is, it's very early on in this journey and I'm going to be talking about it publicly a bit more frequently, but I have recently opened up my gifts for channeling light language and intuitive language. Yes, and she has. Yes, I have. Jane has, we've worked with each other on this and I am getting comfortable with being more public about it. So yes, I, you heard it here first. <laughs> You're dropping a lot of firsts. I know. <laughs> Amazing. So yes. If you don't I know what that is. I have been able to experience this. Yes, share. Please tell people. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, it is, I suppose, I'm not definitely not the expert to define it, but basically... It's allowing your energy to move into a space to be able to receive uh, a soul language or a soul wisdom um, from soul to soul. And usually when I'm working with a client, sometimes the work we do is beyond um, language, words that we would understand. And the light language or the soul language helps us let go of any meaning that we attach to words. So it's the sound and the vibration and the um, pace or frequency of the language that allows a deeper connection or communication healing to take place. So it's, I'd say it's an extension of intuitive gifts. And um, I'm sure there will be at some point in the future, an opportunity to share and demonstrate that on the podcast. That would be pretty neat. Yeah, we'll do it. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, for opening up being vulnerable here, sharing with everybody a little bit of a insight into the world of Jen. You're welcome. We are going to do the reverse of this on the next episode where uh, Jen will get to interview me and you'll, you'll get that same insight into my world and how I got to this place. So thank you so much for listening. You can keep the conversation going with us on Instagram over at we are Jen and Jane or on our website at www.wearejenandjane.com. Love it. Thanks so much for all these great questions. It was fun. All right. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you. 